thank you all once again for being with us for another edition of the CIC cast. We are very happy to have you along with us this week for a basketball-heavy edition of the CIC cast. The tournament brackets are out. Competition has begun in girls' basketball. We'll be beginning shortly in boys' basketball, so we get into those topics this week. That will be our focus of this week's edition of the CIC cast. I'm Joel Cookson. Very happy to have you along with us this week in what should be uh, is a very exciting time of year for us here at the CIAC and hopefully is for you fans out there as well. So that's going to be up on this edition. We've got Henry Chisholm from the New Haven Register is going to talk a little girls basketball with us. And then Doug Bonjour from the Connecticut Post is going to break down some of the boys basketball competition which will begin, uh, we've got a play-in game beginning tonight on Thursday, and then the full tournament action will begin on Monday. So a lot going on this time of year in the CIAC. we love to have you along with us for the CIAC cast. should be an exciting conversation. We're very happy that you are with us. So let's move quickly in, but before we do that... As always, we want to pass along this message from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. You know, we're happy that you've decided to listen to the CIAC cast this week, whether you're doing so on your phone, on your iPod, uh, at your desk, at the on the computer. But if you are on the phone or iPod, we encourage you to download and then just put that phone away. As uh, the Connecticut Department of Transportation reminds us that sending or receiving a text takes the driver's eyes from the road for an average of 4.6 seconds. If you're driving at 55 miles per hour, that's the equivalent of traveling the length of an entire football field blind. Please do not text and drive or drive distracted. That includes downloading the CIAC cast and encourage your friends and family to park the phone when they are behind the wheel. One text or call could wreck it all. So please download the CIAC cast, plug in the phone, and then just don't look at it again as you're driving along. We've got a very good show for you this week. We're excited about it. Let's take quickly take a look at things you might have missed on CICsports.com. First up, as always, we encourage you to check out the Tournament Central page on CICsports.com, now featuring rosters and bracket sheets uh, from the basketball tournaments, the upcoming hockey tournament. We've got the pairings and start times for the gymnastics open which will be taking place this weekend all sorts of good stuff there on ciac sports tournament central we hope you will check that out it has just about everything you could possibly want including results from all the already completed ciac championships so we really hope you will go there it's got also a great place to sign up for updates you can get text or email alerts with all of your all of the CIAC sports tournament competition that you are interested in. As always, we've got our editions of new editions of Linked Up and Eye on the CIAC. We also have the special Linked Up Winter Championship Edition, which we keep updating as new champions are crowned in CIAC competition. Most recently, the Wrestling State Open, where Danbury claimed the title, and three class gymnastics championships were crowned this past weekend. We've got the stories from those events as well as Southington, Daniel Hand, and Woodstock Academy all earned class gymnastics championships. Lots of good stuff there as well. We have a story from a week ago about the new football um, 
the football championships, excuse me, will be how they will be structured in 2014. So you can read up on that, get all the information on that as well. We also have the spring sports tournaments packets have been posted for fans who want to sort of get the inside look, get a chance to look at what the schedules are going to look like for your spring sports that are will be coming up as well. And as always, we've got links to all of the upcoming events on the NF, NFHS network. Keep an eye out for tournament play in basketball and hockey. And also coming up this weekend, the State Open Gymnastics Championships will have live streaming from each of the apparatus at that competition, as well as live streaming of the Connecticut Cheer Championships, which will be Friday and Saturday. So keep an eye out for that as well. Really hope you dive into the NFHS. NFHS Network, lots of great live coverage of Connecticut high school championships. So that's things you might have missed on CICSports.com. Let's quickly move now to our discussions and our guests. First up, this is a man who covers girls basketball along with lots of other stuff for the New Haven Register. We want to talk to him about things that have gone on so far and what else might happen in the Connecticut State High School Girls Basketball Championships. We are joined now and uh, happy to be chatting with him, Henry Chisholm, who uh, covers the girls girls basketball scene uh, for the New Haven Register and and the Game Time CT website. So certainly uh, lots of good stuff from him in the past few weeks and throughout the season. And uh, I know he's excited about the uh, the girls basketball tournament. So we're happy to be chatting with him. Henry, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. And we'll let you on. Even though you're a Lakers fan, we're going to ignore that for now. And... uh, (laughs) On, uh, on some girls' high school basketball, so we'll, we'll try not to get too contentious on that regard. But uh, that's good for me. All right. <laughs> it's been a rough year for my Lakers, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's as a Celtics fan, it hasn't been much better. So we'll, we'll stay away from the NBA for now. Um, obviously, we're, we're recording this on a Thursday, which last night was sort of the first uh, break in the the girls' tournament action after a busy day or two, and I know you posted on uh, Game Time CT a lot of good sort of preview materials, including, uh, you know, 10 reasons to t- care about the state tournament, and then you also went through and, and made your predictions for every single game, which is a, yeah. a, bold, uh, a bold attempt at, uh, at sort of seeing what's going on. So I guess the first question would just be, uh, other than I'm assuming getting a, a pick or two wrong here or there, did anything that happened in those first two days and really just the opening round kind of change your perspective at all? on, you know, sort of the major stories of the tournament, or did things kind of generally go maybe the way you thought? You know, I thought things generally went where I would have thought. Going back to my predictions, I went 37-12 and 12 in the first right. round, so I'm proud of myself there. The <laughs> one thing that really jumped out at me as a big surprise in Class L, mm-hmm. Hill House losing to Pomperog 74-70. to 70. Yep. Now, Pomperog was the 11 seed. They had a really good run in the SWC this year, not getting to the championship game, but still a good run. Now, Hill House, with Shala Osman, a transfer from Sacred Heart Academy, and Alexis Dean, who's pretty steady down low in the post, and the coaching of uh, Coach Katrina Holly-Stewart, I thought that um, the academics would at least get out the first round, yeah. losing by four points. And, you know, it's been their Achilles heel all season. They don't play great defense, and they gave up 74 points, which I think was the highest any team scored in the first round. No, uh, Ram scored 79. In a, in a win against Weathersfield, but 74 is the second most anybody's ever given up in the first round this season in Class L. So, you know, that really surprised me. And also, Adam Killingworth. I know they've been without Kylie Anderson, their center, mm-hmm. who's really good for them, but lost in the first round, that was an upset. They're the 10th seed. Old Sarah booked the 23rd seed. 
They lost 49. They lost 52 to 49. So, you know, Adam Tillingworth had previously beaten Osei Book twice in the regular season. They always say it's hard to beat a team three times in one year, and they yeah. proved it. They lost that game by three points. So those two really jumped out at me as, you know, upsets and things that I didn't see happening, and two of the 12 predictions I got wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so but uh, a few a few things, but it's still sort of the a lot of the main points uh, holding. So sort of let's back up a little bit. I mentioned you you wrote the uh, the ten things that uh, that fans should sort of be looking for, and if we kind of take a step back and and look at the brackets a little more generally, it seems to me that that double L and and L are sort of similar in that you have a couple of you know maybe a handful you know maybe three to five teams that really are sort of have been the standout teams that people are looking have been looking at all year and um you know that it's going to be a tough road for any of those teams to sort of get all the way through with the kind of the loaded top of the brackets in those two uh those two classes uh how are you sort of seeing double l and l maybe playing out and and what are you looking at and and sort of how are you anticipating those classes as things play out well, I think everything is going to go for the higher seeds. I think mm-hmm. the you know the, the better teams are going to dominate because, like you said, it's, it's a top heavy, it's a top heavy class, especially in Double L. You know, I I like um, Danbury. They don't really score the ball too well, but I think they'll be okay. They should beat Simsbury in the next round, the 16 seed. And regardless of what happens in the 8-9 game, they're going to play an FCAC team, either West Hill or Stanford. So that tough, rugged style of basketball, they can get through, you know, but still going to stick with, with the favorites, you know. I like Mercy. I like them to repeat. You know, I like Lawrence and Hall. Those two teams won't play in the finals because they're both in the same part of that bottom bracket, but they right. could play each other in the semis, which I think is going to happen. That'll be a, a great game, great atmosphere, regardless of where it's played. Both those those student sections come out and really support. But, yeah, you know, like I said, I think it's, you know, in class double out, it's going to be – Kind of the same thing with those top teams winning. I don't really see any lower seeds that are really in a position to win. I think if you look in the next round for Class Double L, maybe number 10, E.O. Smith, can beat number 7, NFA. I don't mm-hmm. see it, but maybe they can do it. You know, maybe number 12, Hand, can top Amity tonight. I think that probably would be the only one where, you know, if the bottom seed won, I'd really be surprised. I don't really see it there. And Class uh, you know, Capital Prep is just so strong. Yeah. You know, they don't have a deep bench. But I don't see anybody beating them because I don't know if anybody can match up with them talent-wise and still with them in terms of their pace of play. And on the bottom of the bracket, you've got Weaver, who's pretty much in the same boat. I don't think anybody can match up with them from a talent perspective, but they don't really have much of a bench. So I, I, I still think they're going to get through and it's going to turn out being capital prep and Weaver in the Class L final. Yeah, and certainly uh, would, would be an interesting matchup for those uh, those two teams that are, are fairly uh, familiar with each other and, and would look forward to that. How about, uh, it's, it seems like maybe uh, from what I've seen and, and from the perspectives out there that the, the M and the S classes are a little bit more wide open in terms of teams being mentioned as, as potential teams to go all the way. What are you sort of anticipating as you look at those classes? I think S is more wide open than M. I'm going to start with M. I know Holy Cross... You know, they've been solid all year, but they've kind of been the victim of that you play in a week conference thing. Mm-hmm. And then their last game against Lawson Hall, I don't think they were expected to win that game. But based on their record and the respect they were getting from the voters in the top 10 poll, they were supposed to be competitive. And losing 55-29 to 29 obviously isn't that. So there's some question marks with them. Kobe really looked good. I watched them in the SWC championship against Lawson Hall against the same team. They were really competitive. 
in that game, they pushed Lois Miles the way through. They just really struggled to make chippies and inside shots and open outside shots. Just a rusty day shooting basketball. Mm-hmm. If they can make shots, I wouldn't be surprised to see them get all the way to the final, knock off top seed Holy Cross. You know, uh, New London and Coggin they're both playing the 5-12, uh, New London being the 5, Coggin being the 12. But I still got to go with Cromwell in that bottom bracket. You've got Janelle Harrison. She's going off to play college ball at Hartford. And, you know, it, it's basketball. You know, if you've got the best player on the court, there's a good chance they're going to win the game. You know, I think Morgan is a team to watch with Sammy Ashton. Really good point guard. Doesn't get the respect he deserves, but she can really play. And Jen Dawson, who's a scrapper, she can give you some points too. But I like Cromwell out there. And in Class yeah. S, I mean, like I said, it's wide open. Anybody could take that class. You know, St. Paul, the one seed, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go all the way and take it. You know, I think Notre Dame can beat Bolton. They play um, tomorrow night. Notre Dame, the 20, the 20 uh, seed, and, and Bolton is the four. I think they can beat them because they got Brianna Mann, and she could probably get some buckets. But, you know, my favorite out there is Thomaston. They've been there before. Mm-hmm. They uh, lost in the first, in the championship last year to Capitol Prep. That, I think they lost like 84 to 55. And it, was, it really wasn't a fair matchup. They didn't have the, the, the players to really match up the Capitol. But, you know, I like them getting back to the championship, and I think they could win it. But anybody could take that class, really. Anything could happen there. But I think, um, you know, it's, it's going to be between – Kobe, Holy Cross, I'm not 100% sure of because of how bad they lost that last game. But I think it's between Kobe, Cromwell, and Morgan out there. Very interesting. Certainly a lot to look forward to. So won't, uh, I, I won't say, and obviously your predictions are out there, so, uh, so people yeah. know what, uh, what you think and, and how things are going to play out. But uh, just, you know, in terms of you, you talked about you don't see maybe the favorites getting knocked off at the, in the, the larger classes, but I'm just curious if you have any surprise teams that you are keeping an eye on that maybe, obviously, you haven't predicted to win but wouldn't shock you, you know, or, or you wouldn't, you know, your, your mouth wouldn't drop open if they were to, to surprise some people. Are there any teams like that out there that are sort of, uh, you know, like you said, that maybe you didn't pick but you, you, you considered picking or, or wouldn't be stunned if somebody pulled off an upset? Like I said, hands, if you go back to class double L, you know, they really started peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. Lily Taylor is, is great from the outside. She can knock down some shots. And, you know, they play really good defense, and obviously defense is going to win win games for you this time of the year. So Daniel Hand, the number 12 season class double L, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go far. You know, uh, E.O. Smith, the number 10 seed, same thing for them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see them go far in that class. I just think it's tough because there's so many good teams and so yep. many like Division Two, Division One level players on the, the better teams in that class. And, you know, even moving to L, you know, I think with Capital Cup just being so strong, I think Ram, the 12 seed, they could possibly make a push for the semis and play Capital Cup there because they've got Sarah Ballou, and she does so much for them. But, you know, they have other complementary players that also help too. So, you know, I, I think – they could get there because she's so good. And, you know, like I said, having the best player on the court is obviously going to pay dividends. And, you know, I like seeing. They play Lemon Hall um, tomorrow night. It's a good rivalry game. They just do well coached. Olivia Collette can shoot. Joel Mark Anthony's tough to guard inside. I think it's one of those things where if she gets touches, they can beat anybody. You know, uh, some of the better teams are probably going to struggle with, like I said, because they might not have the matchups in other places. But if she gets some touches and she can get in the 20s, in terms of point production, they're tough to stop. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them knock some teams off and, and move forward. And then in Class M, you know, like I said, I like Cromwell, I like Morgan, and Morgan would probably be that team because, yeah. you know, they're the sixth seed. 
they're the team that ended Cromwell's winning streak at the beginning of the season, and every game they played since has been tight. In the Shoreline Championship, I believe that game went into overtime, and they lost to Cromwell by a few points. They played each other in the semis. I like Cromwell to win it all, but if anybody stopped them, it would be Morgan, and that wouldn't, uh, wouldn't knock my socks off. And like I said, then in, in Class S, anybody's got a chance. I wouldn't be surprised to see Westbrook get hot and, yep. and win it. So that's wide open. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how about, and, and I know you've mentioned a few of these along the way, but maybe another uh, another one or two if, if anyone jumps out at you. Maybe some some real standout players from, you know, teams that maybe aren't some of the power teams that maybe could get hot and uh, and lead a run, or are there any, you know, I know you've mentioned a few already, but are there any others that uh, that jump out at you as, as kind of potential game changers as we go through the tournament? You know, not so many, in my opinion. Like I said, I think for, with 12, with Daniel Hand, you know, and class up a lot, I really like Lily Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think she, cause just because of the shooting, you know, yep. you got players that can step up and knock down cut shots. It's not even just the fact that she's got range, but She'll make timely baskets for you. I think that's big, and that's going to come in handy for them. You know, like I mentioned, Shan with uh, Olivia Collette knocking down threes as well. That's also big. So, you know, I think with, with some of the, the the lower seeds in the tournament, you know, the teams that are kind of the underdogs going in, mm-hmm. it's got to be a group effort. You know, you're not going to have, you know, you're not going to step on the court with, you know, being the 16th seed and play against the one and have somebody that's that good that it really makes – a major difference. It's got to be a team effort. It's got to be rebounding. It's got to be controlling the clock. It's got to be playing great defense and really finishing possessions and running your offense all the way through because on most nights in this tournament, there's going to be at least two players on the other team that are better than anybody else that you have. But those teams have girls that I think they can make the difference and they can make those big shots and they can be counted on to knock down big shots. Uh, should be a lot of fun. So, uh, we, like you said, we're, we're, we're just one round in and a lot of basketball still to play, and we will uh, be taking a look. Just sort of final thoughts. Is there anything, uh, any sort of interesting things that have jumped out at you or sort of general thoughts on the, the tournament as a whole so far or sort of going forward that you're really, uh, really interested in seeing how it plays out? I think it's just a rematch. I think it's just the rematches and the matchups. Like I said in Class Double L, you know, it's a potential that uh, Mercy could play career. Mm-hmm. Mercy right now was ahead in that season series. They beat them 2-1. They got them the first time. Career won the second in a great double overtime game. Career won that by like eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, the third time they played, Mercy just smashed them in the SEC final, 56-32. But they both win their games tonight. Career is a sixth seed. They've got Nana Wise, the 11. Mercy the three. They've got a really tough uh, fair for award team, the 14th seed. They both win those games. They'll play in the semis. That game's going to be next Monday at 9. That'll be at Middletown at Mercy High School. So that'll be great. Yeah. And if Mercy wins that and Lewiston Hall beats Richfield tonight and then the winner of NSA E.O. Smith on Monday, then they'll play again in the uh, in the semifinals in the rematch of last year's game that ended in the buzzer beater. It's probably yeah. one of the best at playoff games maybe of all time. So, you know, I think that's those, those games really jump out at me. And obviously we talked about it earlier in Class L with the chance to see Weaver play Capital Prep. I mean, that's the matchup everybody's wanted to see other than Capital Prep and, and Mercy. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, seeing Capital Prep play Weaver, the two-point guards, you know, uh, Shaq Edwards and um, Dejanay James going from Capital Prep to Weaver, you know, and then putting that team back in, in prime position to get to the final. If that game happens, I, I think, you know, Mohegan Sun will be jumping. 
Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a uh, a very hotly contested uh, contest. And as you said, if uh, if if we do end up with the Laurelton Hall uh, Mercy rematch, I'm not sure uh, we could do any better than uh, than that final we got last year, which was just a remarkable, uh, remarkable, remarkable game. So, Henry yeah. Chisholm, we know uh, you will be keeping an eye on all of this stuff, and uh, fans can check out all your great work on the uh, the New Haven Register or the Game Time CT uh, website. We thank you for uh, for joining us and uh, enjoy the tournament. We'll see you down the road. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much to Henry Chisholm. We appreciate his insights on the girls' high school basketball championships. Looking forward to an exciting two weeks or so of state championship competition. Looking ahead now to the boys' tournaments. We have, as we mentioned, play-in game beginning on Thursday night, and then the opening rounds will really get started on Monday to chat a little bit about what's coming up in boys' basketball. We talked to Doug Bonjour of the Connecticut Post. We have with us on the phone now Doug Bonjour of the Connecticut Post, who uh, covers all sorts of high school sports for the uh, the Hearst Media Group in, in Fairfield County in that area, and uh, we're happy to have him with us to talk a little uh, boys' basketball. So, Doug, thanks for joining us today. Yep, thanks for having me. Um, obviously, uh, one of the big stories is as we get ready to start the, the boys basketball tournaments, which will get underway on Monday, and we still have a few league championships going as we record this on, on Thursday, but one of the big stories is uh, the only undefeated team still remaining in, uh, in the state, which is Fairfield Prep, uh, last year's runner-up in, in Class L, and I know you've covered them quite a bit and wrote about their SCC championship last night. So uh, I, I guess sort of the, the way I wanted to frame this question is I think people are pretty familiar with them, but from, from your perspective, you know, how good is this team and, and how, do you, how would you think, you know, that, how, do you, how would you see this team being beat? What do you think you would do to, to beat them, and, and do you think anyone is going to knock them off in, in the L tournament? Well, it's funny because coming into the season, obviously, with uh, your seventh the center, Pascal Chukwu, uh, the consensus, I guess you would say, around coaches, opponents, was that to get him in foul get him on the bench, and obviously mm-hmm. you have a lot easier path to the basket. But uh, he, in the um, in the semis of the SEC tournament, he fouled out with five minutes left against Wolvercross, and obviously Preps still took over. Um, won that one. So they found ways to win no matter what. Right. Um, they, they seem to have enough weapons from the perimeter. Thomas Nolan did a big stretch, 12, point, 12 consecutive points and people were the bench and foul trouble in that one in the second half. Um, they've kind of blended in again. Ron Murphy, he's out since January 4th with a high spring return last night. Played uh, 14 minutes us. So that's just another weapon to um, you know add to their assortment that they have there. Yeah. Right now, I, I think getting Chukwu off the floor obviously is still a big key, especially if you don't have a big man to go with them. But even more so, it's probably to shut down the guys from the perimeter. So Nolan, Murphy, uh, other players uh, like Chukwu, Ryan Foley. So Chukwu is going to get get his point get his rebounds, his blocks, if you can kind of uh, cut down the uh, damage inside of him, then it would be the path. But they're certainly the strongest team of the bunch. 
Yeah, and uh, and they have, you know, they have, as you said, they've been challenged. It's not as though they've just rolled over everybody, but they uh, they've played some tight games and, and have managed to to find their way through those as well. So uh, certainly a, a battle tested team uh, heading into the uh, the tournament. Um, right, undefeated coming in SEC tournament. They won those three games by, I believe, it was eleven points total. So mm-hmm. certainly. Certainly not a cakewalk for them. No, and uh, but you know, and uh, that ability to win close games, uh, I'm not sure whether that uh, you know will will necessarily show up in the tournament, but uh, they've shown that they have done it. So, um, as you look around, obviously, you know that's uh, that is one of the big stories. But you you cover a lot of teams down in in that area, and I know you were at the uh, the SWC semifinals as well a couple nights ago. Uh, I've seen a lot of good teams. What are some of the other teams uh, in the area that you are maybe looking at as teams that could be teams to deal with in the uh, the postseason as as we head into the tournament time? Well, I'd say the second one that stands out is Bridgeport Central, FCAC champion last year, returned four starters, and they'll be going for their uh, back-to-back tonight against Greenwich. Mm-hmm. So they would be one. They've got one of the guards in the state and Tyler Ankrum, uh, kind of the table setter there for the whole operation. Uh, Crosby, Obviously, they're, they've been down this road before with Tyshawn Rogers, the state's leading scorer, one of the, one of the premier shooters in Lex Perez around. Mm-hmm. So, so and, and they're seated third, NBL champion again. Uh, they would be the two from Double O in a, in a loaded field, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Al, we have again, Vanal, they'll, they'll be on for back to back SDC titles tonight against Colby. Another one of the top players in the state, and Isaac Van, a long swing man, attack the basket, shoot from the outside, shoot from the outside. Uh, they've been a little shaky defensively here and there. They got into a shootout with Crosby, and that didn't work out so well for them. But overall, they have as much offense as anyone. Uh, you would say the same in. Uh, L for a career that's second seed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know they've been battle tested coming out of the SEC. Fell short in um, the SEC semis against Hill House, but they're well coached. Played prep real close both times. Fell short both times. Yeah, but you can never count out those New Haven, uh, New Haven teams because. They, they have as much talent as anyone. Yeah. Um, any sort of particular uh, any particular players uh, other than maybe some of the guys that you've mentioned that you're real excited to see once uh, once the tournaments get going or that fans can really look forward to uh, to checking out once uh, once we get into that uh, that bracket play on Monday. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll turn my attention to Class M. We have Notre Dame Fairfield. They graduated. Two a thousand point scores last year, and so coming in the year, the the I, I guess you could say that the lead for uh, their go-to guy kind of fell on the shoulders of Jalen Jennings, the uh, senior forward, and he pretty much lived up to that role for uh, much of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Double double machine. Um, the Lancers they obviously were upset in the first round of SWCs as the top seed. Uh, Surprising, uh, but first round by in states, seated second in M. 
So I'm curious to see if they can make a run, how they'll respond to that. Yeah. Uh, so they were supposed to be there at the end, but they have talent. And, and if you, to get through this tournament, you, you need the experience. You need the guy inside. Uh, he, he can rotate outside as well. So that's one of the players to uh, watch. And um, for Central, obviously I spoke about Ingram. They have other guys, Marcus Blackwell. He was he was one of the guys that with Ingram on the bench in FCX, scored 26 points, kind of helped them uh, survive in St. Joe's in FCX quarters. Right. And for St. Joe's, they're not used to playing on the road, first round of L. They open up at Benel and uh, Arco Ager Lamari. He transferred, high, highly touted transfer, came from uh, Ohio Prep School last year. Came in, had to sit early on, you know, the due process with a mm-hmm. transfer. And he kind of he got hyped a lot. Um, a lot of Division One schools, ACC schools, after him. Uh, up and down at start, but then you really saw him turning on tournament time. And I'm, I'm curious to see him against um, Van contrast uh, similar styles in the uh, first round match up and uh, So we'll, we'll see. Usually the stars come out for these types of games, and we'll see what uh, what those two are made of, especially uh, Eagle Lamar. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, an intriguing, uh, intriguing first round matchup there. That, as you mentioned, not a not a familiar position for St. Joe's to be uh, to be in there in the the opening round. Um, uh, obviously, you know we still have a few no, the the league tournaments not completely concluded as we're uh, recording this, but sort of uh, ask you to just put your prognosticator hat on. Do you have any sort of uh, predictions for how uh, either the the league championships might wrap up? But then, uh, looking forward to the to the CIAC tournaments. Do you have any uh, any picks, any feelings on on how uh, some of these tournaments might wind up? Uh, I I guess we'll start with the league tournaments, as you said. Uh, I I think it's hard to pick against Central now. Mm-hmm. Greenwich played them tough in the season, but. It, the, the key for Greenwich is finding their second score. C.J. Bird has been pretty consistent, but again, year after year, it, uh, it, it's just a matter of finding a leading score to match with Central, and I, I just think Central's got a little bit too much uh, firepower. And the, obviously, the pace for Greenwich is slowing it down. It's the key. Central likes to play their up-tempo style, so if Greenwich can get them into a uh, grinded-out battle, low-scoring in the 40s like they tried to uh, during the regular season, and that would be key. But um, Central on that one. And uh, I think uh, in the SWC, uh, I've been saying all along, it's uh, Bunnell or ND. Now ND fell out, obviously. So uh, Colby's there, um, has as much talent. Ian Gardner is one of the top players in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think Bunnell... It's they've been the uh, it, it, before the season. If I had to pick a team that would have been banal, and they're here, so I'll have a uh, hard time picking against them. Yeah. So, and then if you, states, um, 
again, prep, I logic would say that eventually these close games are going to catch up to you. I'm, I'm not so sure. I, I just feel like they have more talent than anyone around. and it, It's just a luxury when you can come late in the season here and uh, bring back a player like Ryan Murphy into the fold. But right. Obviously, they were able to win most of those games without him. He was out with uh, the ankle injury, as I said, but um, bringing him back just gives them another option to turn to. And, and Chuku, uh, no one has the size to match up with him, and even when he's been on the bench, they've been uh, been able to pull out games, and certainly big games too, not you know, career um, Wilbur Cross, as I mentioned, the first time in Hill House. Yeah. So, uh, and um, another team to watch is uh, is the Weston down the line. Played, mm-hmm. but all top took them to overtime SWC semis. So short there, Van had twenty six in that one and a uh, overtime victory. And Weston, as we all know, last year came to am at ten and eleven and made a, a run to the finals before losing and again four players are back from that team it's uh, size underneath good guard play well coached and those are the keys to watch uh, for, for any team to make a run uh, I, I wouldn't put it past them if they're in the conversation again so yeah definitely and have that ex- have that experience from uh, as you said that that's uh, sort of surprising run to the to the finals last year any sort of uh any sort of final, you know, thoughts or, or stories kind of on a, a more general or broad sense as you're looking at the tournament? Anything that sort of uh, jumps out at you that you're uh, going to be keeping an eye on as uh, as the tournaments get underway? Uh, yeah, just leagues as a whole, uh, the SCAC came into the air with the, the big team central and a lot, a lot of the uh, – there was pretty much as expected a log jam between two and five, uh, two and six in the conference. Mm-hmm. A lot of those teams, I'm curious to see if they'll make a run or just how, how deep those teams are. We, we saw a team like West Hill, which beat Central early on, uh, and then they ended up losing twice down the, twice down the stretch to Stanford, including in, uh, in FCX. So, uh, they have Harden in the first round, and they, that could set up a very intriguing second-round matchup against Hill House. Right. Um, again, can Grinch, do they have the scoring to make a run? Uh, they could end up beating a team like New Britain in the quarters, which would certainly like to push the pace and mm-hmm. as the, uh, the scoring. And um, we have other teams like, as I mentioned previously, St. Joe's, which will open on the road, as well as Trinity Catholic, the 29th seed in L that will be opening at Windsor at the fourth seed. Um, teams that just aren't usually, they're used to being the top dogs, the teams that are dodging the upsets. Now, they're going to be the ones trying to pull off those upsets. So a little uh, changing up the guards here uh, in the tournament so to speak. Um, we'll, we'll see. As I said, usually these teams show their true colors come postseason. So uh, very intriguing. 
Absolutely, and we're uh, we're looking forward to it, and uh, we know you will be uh, be covering it uh, very very closely. So uh, you can check out Doug Bunger's work at uh, CT po- the Connecticut Post and ctpost.com. So encourage folks to do that. And uh, and Doug, thanks very much. We appreciate your your insights, and we'll talk to you down the road. Great, thank you, Joe. Very good insight from Doug Bonjour, the first time we've had him on the CIAC cast, and we're very happy to do so as he offered his perspective on things heading into the Boys State Basketball Championship. So thanks to him. Thanks to both of our guests, Henry Chisholm. Of course, again, you can find his work at the New Haven Register, uh, at the Game Time CT website, or on Twitter at NHRHenryC, Doug Bonjour, the Connecticut Post, ctpost.com, or on Twitter at Doug Bonjour. So D-O-U-G-B-O-N-J-O-U-R is where you can track him down on Twitter as well. So thanks to both of those gentlemen for being with us, and thank you for being with us. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at CIAC Sports, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. You can send us an email to CIACCast at CassCIAC.org. Lots of good ways to reach out. Of course, begin. be sure to check out CIAC Sports and go to the Tournament Central page. All of the up-to-date information on CIAC Championship, CIAC Postseason Competition is there. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the CIAC Cast. We thank you very much again for being with us. Hope you'll join us again next time here on the CIAC Cast. <laughs>